you could see a very bad cartoon of a chip and you'd be like, oh my God, get me some chips. Yeah. But my point there is, it's because I'm always hungry. So <laughs> Okay, we're back with another episode of 99 Problems, but Gen Z ain't one. I've realised that I've actually been calling it Got 99 Problems every time, but it's just 99 Problems. Oh, it's ain't got. Oh. It's just no. 99 Problems, but Gen Z ain't one. Oh, true, yeah. That would completely change the sentiment if it was ain't got 99 Problems. <laughs> what happens when you quote the songs <laughs> oops um but this episode is on influencers yes um social influencers but then a, with a particular spin on business we would hope um so guys how would we define an influencer because i know in particular for me especially in a business context um since working here at bdb my opinion of what an influencer is and the influence that they have has yeah. definitely shaped and molded over the time here i think originally before i started working here influences to me was you know that girl on mm. instagram selling booty or whatever oh it is oh my god that, that uh, stuff's oh lethal god. it's lethal it's got yeah. uh, all sorts it's of basically it. laxatives yeah but, but um, yeah <laughs> so, um, in, like instagram models and celebrities yeah. using their social media platform to promote brands and products yeah. that they don't even believe in well, I, I, how do you know? Yeah, I think that's a big thing for me with particularly celebrity influencers, which the success rate isn't as good as the fact that you don't really have the trust there. Mm. Um, and that's trust and transpar- transparency is a core part of an influencer. You want to know that what they're doing um, has some gravity. Yeah. Mm. Um, but when it comes to like uh, B2B influencers, because I know we've done some research on them in the past, mm. uh, the sort of the definition kind of changes because um, obviously the sort of sphere of influence that they have is a you know very niche. Mm. So um, you're no longer looking for the sort of typical one that we'd look for. So you know big following. It's um, the content they produce and how many people are engaging with that. Yeah. So we'd look on LinkedIn and see how many people are following their sort of um, their activity. So that's like a big indicator. And then you can also get. Um, Researchers and lecturers, which isn't mm. like you wouldn't usually think of that as an influencer, but in the B two B world, where it's in, you know they're informing uh, industry and stuff, they're more of an influencer if they mm. don't consider themselves an influencer. I think in B two B especially, there's now the not a new definition, but a sub definition mm. of the micro influencer, which is three to a hundred thousand followers, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's actually far more potential for them to have a better influence than a celebrity because Mm. they are a customer. They may be a customer. You're looking for people who um, like a product and people like to hear from existing customers. Mm. But they also have more credibility because if they've got a smaller number of followers, um, they know their content, they know their niche, and they're in a particular industry. And I guess visibility doesn't equal influence because Mm. you, you don't want to shout at, Completely irrelevant yeah. people. Three thousand. So I said three to a hundred thousand, but okay. I meant three thousand to one hundred thousand. Mm. So yeah. it's still a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's just not. In but the it's millions. not the celebrity. Yeah. yeah. But I the think... quan- the quality of those followers or the engagement of those followers will be so much more. Yeah. And the yeah for B two B buyers, they don't. They're not. 
course they want numbers. Of course they want lots yeah. of people to see them, like their messages. But yeah. the authenticity. You don't of want the to message. shout at an empty space. No. And I think you can get. I think it was sixty percent more engagement from a micro micro influencer, and that actually turns out to be a 20, 20 times more like average weekly conversion per post. Mm. Well, they so, have more personal kind of relationships with yeah, their followers closer. because there's less followers there. Well, Whereas you, like celebrities don't because yeah, they can't say, really talk to all of them straight up. And, I was going to say, because uh, if you look at Kylie Jenner's Instagram, if you look at the number of followers she has, it's you know, in the millions, I'm sure, the mm. billions. But um, if you then compare that to the amount of likes she gets on a post, you'd assume that you know, it'd be one-to-one almost. Mm-hmm. So every follower would like it at least once. But it's a fraction of her following. So then... You would, as a company, you'd be like, oh, great, we've got you know, Kylie Jenner on board, yeah. we're going to get so much business. But you don't get what you would assume. I feel mm-hmm. like you only get like, a very small you know, bit of the potential. Mm-hmm. But I think, is that because this thing, like, the whole concept of like uh, bots, bots and fake followers? Is that, there's, for me, um, obviously people buy followers. There are casual followers who just look at stuff and don't like it. True. But I think the difference with a lot of celebrity B2C influencer marketing versus B2B marketing with influencers. For B2C, you're kind of tapping into less this person's seal of approval, authenticity as an expert or something like that. It's mm. more aspirational, like people want the lifestyle that that person has. Yeah. And if that product is part is seen to be part of that lifestyle, then it, it promotes it. It's like, oh yes, I'll buy that because then I'll mm. be like Kylie Jenner. But with B2B marketing, it's way more endorsement of the product because they like it, because they, in their professional opinion, it's good. It's a good investment. Mm. It's, it's not, wow, Doug from buying at Microsoft, what a baller. Yeah. I, want, <laughs> I want that face mask he's wearing, you know. Yeah. It's, oh, well, this new, I don't know, server is amazing and it will vastly improve the way we do business and I believe him because yeah. he's not he's like an industry yeah, professional it feels more authentic and they can provide solid facts to go with like what they're selling as well yeah. I think that leads on to like an important part of what makes a good influencer because you can't just one shout at an empty space <laughs> if people aren't listening no. but I've said visibility doesn't mean influence, but also you need authority. Mm. I don't mean shouting at people. I mean, you need the credibility for people to, you need the knowledge and the expertise for people to trust and believe you. And that's how you build authenticity. Mm. But you also need a brand persona fit. Yeah. Um, So you need someone that's going to help your business align with you and extend it and amplify it in the right direction. Yeah. Mm. Like if you choose the wrong person, even if they are an expert in their field, if it's not right for the way you're, business currently markets itself, markets itself, um, then it's going to feel one hollow because, uh, and sort of incongruent. It's a word of the day. (laughs) I was going to say, do you think um, you've ever been influenced? Do you know you have been influenced? Yes. Have you ever been sucked into the... You're obsessed with this, with being mm. like a walking advert. It's the Matrix yeah. thing again. He thinks yeah. he's in a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> For me, my boyfriend says to me all the time, he's like, you just have to see like the word KFC in your ball. Like, or something like, it's not the fact that it's a big brand, it's the fact that 
you could see a very bad cartoon of a chip and you'll be like, oh my God, get me some chips. Yeah. But my point there is, it's because I'm always hungry. So <laughs> I'm always interested because it's relevant to me. Yes. Whereas if I'm, if I'm starving, I wouldn't be like, oh, that really bad cartoon drawing of a chip. Like, mm. it's yeah, because... Definitely. I'm not impressionable because it's irrelevant. I'm interested. It's just pinged into your brain the thought of food. Like, That's yeah. kind of interesting, though, because you just said if you see the words KFC, so when you see that, all the, the thoughts you have are like you know loaded and you just think about those. Yeah, but I guess that hasn't really worked for the point I was trying to deliver because it wasn't the fact. I'm not trying to focus on a particular brand here. I'm mm. trying to say that... Any food you see. Yeah. Like, I've seen a very terrible sketch in a, like... A, ma- a, a newspaper and they weren't even trying to deliver a food <laughs> argument I was just like oh that's on the table and it looks nice like obviously everyone's influenced because influence and just psychology of who we are we are mm. all a product of our own experiences and so obviously it's not necessarily sinister like we've been manipulated or mm. whatever like. how do you feel if influencers did do that though if they some, consciously some do some do definitely because usually yeah. it's literally you know just maybe somebody standing there holding the products and like you know buy this use my code get you know whatever percent off what would you do if they started um i don't know dropping things in the background like maybe well, that, sort of they have to like legally you have to disclose if something is sponsored yeah if so they write I, i've noticed now in the, in the description mm-hmm, yeah. they put ads but if it was ad. a gift so if a company, like we went to a networking event on Wednesday night, mm. we felt very professional. And um, <laughs> it had, um, they won the, the guest speaker was uh, a person who uh, made their own vegan cake business. And she uses influencers, like as part of her marketing strategy. And she was, she would send them product and just be like, hello, we're this people, try, please try a product. You know, we'd love yeah. it if you talked about it on social media, but no pressure. And if it's a gift, they don't have to disclose like yeah. any. So maybe money's not changed hands, but they're their friends or something like that. Like yeah. that's when it gets a bit shady. But in those situations, if you've gifted something, genuinely enjoyed it, and wanted to talk about it, then I find that's not really yeah, it's, manipulative. It's like it's it's just genuine. Like I like this vegan cake and I want to speak about it I mean it's what people do in everyday life don't they they get some new clothes or they buy a new phone or a laptop and they're like oh look what I've got Mm, and then the other person's like that's actually quite nice and then you talk about it a bit more and then a lot of times the other person will end up probably getting something similar to that product wouldn't they have you ever been approached by somebody on social media to become like a, a sub influencer? Someone's, no. asked, someone's asked me. <laughs> I have 50 followers. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like not even micro, microscopic. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Someone asked me if I wanted to like help with this like beauty thing and like become an influencer for it. But it was basically just a pyramid scheme. She was like, if you buy these, it then was an you MLM. Can... Yeah, and I was like, mm, no. I didn't I wasn't particularly interested anyway. Yeah. But then I was like, definitely not. She's trying to mug me off. <laughs> Do you know when you're being influenced like in the moment? Oh, I, so I don't you think see you something, are. No, Unless I think it's really something, are you like... being influenced in the moment or is it kind of like more of a, a long term? No, thing? I think it's a longer term you're eating your kfc burger like, you're, wait a you're second really i've just been influenced <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it, i suppose it depends on what they're asking you to do if it's um a small thing like like i say small like oh it's a new mascara 
and it's and you're sort of scrolling on Instagram and you swipe up and you see it and you're like, oh, it's on sale. Uh, no, that's quite an impulsive, quick thing to do. But if it was something like, like you know, they always have uh, YouTubers often get sponsored by people like Audible or Skillshare or Money. something like that. That's a <laughs> subscription service which you kind of think more I would long think term. longer because yeah. it's a long term it's not a one-off pro- purchase <laughs> I also think influencers shouldn't be promoting something which is purely transactional I think they should be helping to contribute towards thought leadership mm. and in turn that's the impression that you're giving people you're educating them you're not trying to get them to necessarily do one transactional mm. thing well definitely because you're in the position where you can do that kind of thing some mm. people are, like have massive followings. So if they really wanted to, instead of doing kind of like transactional products, then they could do something a bit more meaningful. Can we think of an example of an influencer sort of changing perceptions of a brand? Like through their I think it was a really good example with LinkedIn who did, what was it? Oh, it was, they did Ask the Expert. Mm. So it was a, like a 48-paged... Um, document um, where they had like at the end of each section a Q&A with Ask the Expert and leaders in the field of social media and marketing, digital marketing experts like CEOs um, from different mm-hmm. companies and each one was questions like what factors are most important to you when you're choosing like an adverti- advertising for a certain channel and things like that. They're delivering content and they're delivering thought leadership um, and expertise but it aligns completely with what LinkedIn mm-hmm are and who they are as a brand and it's just helping them to travel so much further with their brand yeah like we're not just um you know a business social media network we're a source of expertise and you know like a hub for knowledge almost yeah and each of those influences carefully selected they have their niche and their they have the authority um and therefore the authenticity and the trust so i think that's an example of when influencers like really add value in b2b mm-hmm. But then I can think of some terrible examples we've mentioned in a previous episode about in B2C, Kendall Jenner with Pepsi. Yeah. But then there's also... <laughs> that was less of an influencer. Well, I suppose she is one. Yeah. But she was hired to be in the advert. So it wasn't her using her social media channel. But there was also Kim Kardashian who did an influencing thing for a pharmaceutical company. And it just went terribly. And this is an example where... This is a celebrity with a huge mass audience, with but no disconnect, no niche, no expertise. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think it was her. I think the anchor that they had with her was it was a morning sickness medication. Right. But she, it went badly. She didn't have or she didn't disclose some of the key safety messaging, which the FDA needed <laughs> to do with it and the side effects. So it just wasn't a very good campaign. I mean... Okay, yes, she is famous, a famous person who has been pregnant. But, but there are many there are people, people who have been pregnant. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why she was, oh, she was chosen because she's popular. Like, I don't see what made her uniquely qualified. And I think that, that would ring true to any audience member who watched it. They're like, I'm sure why? the audience is going to be, you know, I'm using air quotes here, normal, normal people who are pregnant. They probably could have got any other mum who was going through that yeah. and it would have been a lot more relatable. Someone they could, yeah, someone they could relate a bit more to instead of being like, oh wow, that, that's amazing and then but like, yeah. mm, can't really relate to it. I guess Kim Kardashian has had very personal struggles with mm. pregnancy yeah. but I also, I'm so... She's very open with the fact that she has as well. But, mm. No, but it's that that's good for that very niche audience but yeah. 
that's not uh, you know applicable to everybody to yeah the norm like if you're a work if you maybe got like a more of a regular job like yeah. I, know, I know she probably works really hard but she's in a position where she felt really awful she could you know work from home for the day or something but if you're a woman who can't do that and you're watching this person go the relatability factor yeah. is sort of lost because they're so big yeah. um, and if that's what you were going for like oh pregnant woman to pregnant woman mm. like it's it feels disingenuous when it's someone as huge as so Kim Kardashian. when you see a celebrity do you do you feel like you can associate with them like if you see a celebrity endorsing something do you relate like, yeah do you relate mm. do you i'm gonna say fall for it mm. because it, feel, it almost feels like a trick to me because it in, in my eyes a celebrity or an influencer wouldn't... I don't think it's about relatability. I think it's no. about aspirations yeah. there, the person you want to be. Uh, okay. For celebrities, for people like YouTubers and um, people who aren't traditional celebrities, let's say, I think that's when it does come in, the relatability yeah. factor. Like They call it a parasocial relationship. Like okay. These YouTubers, it's widely known that, you know, people put on a persona for the most part. There are some people who... Because they're building their own brand. Exactly. Yeah. But... The whole point about like a YouTuber is this sort of air of relatability and authenticity, and that's what they usually build on mm-hmm. for influencer relationships. Like people feel connected to them, like yo, oh, I love you guys. You know, you're the reason why I got the where where I am. You know, yeah. it, it. So if I tell you to do something, you know that you can trust me because we're friends. You know, yeah. whereas with a celebrity, it's like, don't you want to be me? Yeah, here's what I use. Like, but they probably don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, that's why I say it feels like a trap because it's I feel with the, the celebrity thing it's somebody's approached them they don't really know much about the product it's probably been a week in the, in the running they've done all their shoots and stuff in a, like mm. a studio whereas it should be flipped you should find people who already yeah. use and like product yeah and yeah. then the company goes hey if you promote this we, we see that you like your product uh, our products mm. if you promote this yeah, we'll give you a, a discount code or something yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant you will we'll give you like say the celebrities oh, like I love Heinz ketchup and they're like here's a coupon. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of the reason why lots of companies have like PR lists. Yeah. So they'll have loads of influencers and people they think will kind of show their brand off quite well. People that have used the brand. But then I was actually watching someone on YouTube the other week. And they said they'd been removed from a PR list because they didn't really use the product. So it was like, I'm not really... It's like the Are they regulating that? No, no. I think, I think <laughs> Sorry, you're off. <laughs> Where was the last time you used it? <laughs> At the time that like, the, the girl like actually used the products, mm. but then kind of grew out of them because she's gone to a different paths and stuff. So they've been like, okay, well, we're not getting anything out of this one. We're just sending mm. the free products for no reason. Let's just try and find some other people. Her per- that this person's brand didn't fit with that company's at the time sort of yeah, image, it did, but then they realised she wasn't really a beauty guru or anything like that. Mm. So they kind of just moved on, which mm. is which is quite a good way to kind of look at things because you just realise everything's fluid and changing. Yeah. So mm. you've got to reevaluate. Because before I heard that, I, just, I literally thought that like people would just sign up for things and then they'd just like, get sent loads of free stuff if you were an influencer and yeah. you had a high following. But the companies have a lot of control about who can actually use their product. I also think there's just a massive flaw of someone says, like, what are you? And they say, oh, my job title's an influencer. Because you don't have anything 
before uh, yeah, that. Exactly. So as in like, no, I am How, something. Why I, do you influence people? I have my own yeah. my own values and my own hustle. I don't know. Mm. I have my own career, mm. but I'm influencing off the back of that. Exactly. <laughs> Not just, just a just an influencer. <laughs> I was like, Molly like, May off of Ireland, wasn't it? When she came in, she was like, oh, I'm a social media influencer. Oh yeah. Yeah. I suppose in that sense. It's a bit, little bit weird. It's like a little bit of a stigma. Everybody's oh, yeah. sort of like, mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that model, I suppose, gets back to more of the traditional celebrity route because you don't have, like, at least a celebrity has like their acting or their music, their, their music or however mm. they're famous. Yeah. But an influencer, instead of because they don't have the thing before to use to create the relationship, they're almost the aspirational type again. Yeah. They're like, we, uh, if you are conventionally attractive and good at navigating social media you can be like me and get yeah. lots of products in and with yeah. your 50 followers yeah. <laughs> i can dream <laughs> it's mainly much like my friends and family but i like looked at it the i can't day. talk i barely use it i lost one i was like why who doesn't like me anymore <laughs> i don't think i track that at my own following um i guess how do we find influencers now? Because I know, Connor, we've done some look, we've researched yeah. stuff like this and we had to change like kind of our approach of how you would go out and find influencers because we used some platforms, didn't we? There were a few like search tools, but I... But they weren't actually what were the most helpful. Yeah. For our niche that we were looking at, the most value we found was looking at expos and trade shows and who were, was maybe a keynote speaker mm. or, you know, looking on LinkedIn, like in terms... In terms of social media, do we think there's more value for B2B finding influencers on LinkedIn over maybe Snapchat? Yeah. Then uh, I think during our search, <laughs> during our search though, we, we started going on LinkedIn. We um, we just typed in the, the search term that we wanted in the, the field. And then we would go through and we sort of go through each person. And sometimes it would be like a master's student or a PhD student. And little do they know they could be an influencer. It only takes a PR company to go, hey, do you want to do this? And then mm-hmm. that changes. So I think anybody could be an influencer. It just depends on your niche, like where you fit in with it. With yeah. thing. <clears throat> mm, I don't know. Like we, um, I've done some research for one of our clients who wanted to look at something like an influencer campaign. But that was more sort of like guest blogging, things like that. Like if they could get one of their customers, like the, the buyer for one of their customers to come on their blog and write about how good this company's products are um, or um, get some kind of endorsement from an editor of a prominent magazine in their field which is something we do quite a lot is a lot of editor liaison and it's almost a form of influencing when you get a press release in a relevant publication because the readership of that publication trusts the content is authoritative and, yeah. and good you know um, as well. mm, so it's Everything is everything in marketing is influence, but picking people I think is is it's more you have to think a bit outside the box of B two B, and it doesn't always have to be necessarily for me. I don't think a massive Twitter following or a massive mm-hmm. like as in if there's some engagement on LinkedIn or something like that, and people are responding and engaging and commenting, that's important. Yeah, it's a lot more viable. I was going to say like the sort of um, the definition, not definition, the sort of 
the guidelines, I guess, that you have to have to be an influencer. Back in the day, it used to just be, you know, a big following and that'd be it. Mm. Yes. Is this your written book of guidelines? I'm trying to make some The sort Bible of, of yeah, influencing. The rules of influencing. But I think now it's no longer about following you know, you can buy followers. They can be totally fake numbers. I think it's, like you said, a lot more about the actual engagement. That's, that's my little two cents on that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Beware the bots. Beware the bots. Is that... Has everyone yeah. chirped up enough? Yeah. Anything <laughs> else to add? Jim. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Let's wrap it up then. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, we've been... 99 problems, but Gen Z ain't one. Yeah, right, yeah. You can find us at 99P Gen Z on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Spotify, uh, Spotify, Anchor. Anchor. There's so many. Just type in 99P Gen Z, we'll be, we'll be there. Yes. <laughs> we'll be there. We're international. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, cheers. Bye. bye.